the biggest stories from the pages of the London Free Press and LFPress.com. This is the London Free Press Podcast with your host, Lindsay Barnett. Welcome back to the London Free Press Podcast. Thank you, as always, for joining us. It was another very busy week and a bit of a heavy week, especially for locals here in London and surrounding areas. Um, I'm joined today by London Free Press reporter Randy Richmond. Randy, how are you today? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking. You wrote a story a week ago about Trooper Mark Wilson. Now, if you are from London, if you were raised here, or if you are a London transplant like me, you know Trooper Mark Wilson's name. I moved here for college in 2010, and this was a name that we heard. I went to school for journalism, so that might also be why we had heard about it, but this was a name that we had heard about in the form of a local hero. So for those of you listening that don't know who Trooper Mark Wilson was, um, he was killed in Afghanistan back in 2006, um, and Londoners for years have honored his memory. His parents have been a huge driving force behind making sure that him and his name are remembered in the city. Well, a week ago, the London Free Press had an exclusive. This mammoth story breaks about Trooper Mark Wilson and a very dark part of his past that many had never heard about over the last 16 years of honoring his memory. Um, At this point, Randy, I'm going to let you take it away and just fill us in a little bit about this story that that broke last week? Well, what we found out um, after some, some research and, and uh, a bit of digging and some contact with a woman who was uh, in a military program with Mark Wilson back in 2004, we discovered that he'd been court-martialed uh, after pleading guilty to assault, charged with sexual assault. He pleaded not guilty of that and pleaded guilty to assault. And the basic facts of the case were that they were both recruits. Uh, there was a night of, of drinking together with other recruits. Uh, she wanted to go back to her room. He offered to walk her back up. And on the way, he in an elevator, he twice tried to kiss her without her consent. Um, they got out of the elevator. He tried to grab her arm to try to pull her into a washroom. Back inside the elevator again, he pressed himself up against her body, against the wall of the elevator. There were... Eventually, military police were called. There was an investigation. That investigation led to the charge of sexual assault. Um, That was in March. In December, there was a court-martial, and those facts were read out, um, not much more, and he pleaded guilty to assault. He was fined $1,500 and given a reprimand. There's a severe reprimand you can get and a lower lower sort of reprimand. He got the lower one, and uh, actually both he and the woman uh, continued to serve both served in Afghanistan. And as you said, he was killed in 2006. And, you know, since then we've made him a hero. And I was one of the reporters who covered his funeral in those, those early days. And, you know, the whole city was, was saddened and shocked and his parents were, and continue to be gracious, be supporting the military all those years later. That's the story we had um, that ran in the paper, the basics of the story anyways. Now, 
as you're listening to this, if you're listening to this or if you're watching it on YouTube, you're only going to refer to this woman that we are speaking about as this woman involved because there is a publication ban involved. So her identity not going to be released. It was a very heavy week. And I think every major news agency in the city has since picked up on the story. But the free press had the exclusive. And last Wednesday morning, I woke up as I do. And first thing I do is I grab my phone and I go through Twitter. What did I miss overnight? What's happening? And right at the top of my Twitter feed is this story. And again, Mark Wilson is a name we've all heard over the course of 16 years. There is a street named after him. There is a park named after him. Um, and there have been fundraisers since then. Uh, worth noting, city council voted this week uh, 14 to 1 in favor of changing names on the street and the park um, because of this story. Now, as I was reading the story, I couldn't help but wonder why now? But as I kept going down your story, and it's over at lfpress.com for you uh, listening right now, if you haven't read the article, she had tried to reach out to St. Joseph's Healthcare Foundation. She got nowhere. She had reached out to the Free Press twice. Is that correct, Randy? No, she reached out to, well, she, yes, yeah, she did reach out to us this year in two ways. Yes, yes, for sure, by email. Um, she also tried to get the uh, CAV, the uh, Veterans Motorcycle Unit, to change their ride because they have the, had the annual Mark Wilson ride. So, she, yes, she tried St. Joseph's Healthcare Foundation and the ride organizers two years ago to no avail. And then she thought she'd try contact in the newspaper. I, you know, she, she had faith. In the, in the media. She has face in the, in the newspaper that has been maybe the perhaps organization that could help. And one of the emails was, could she at least write a letter to the editor? She was so distraught. And of course, we saw those emails and, you know, we had the same sinking feeling reaction that many Londoners probably have had over this. It's like, oh no, you know what? And, you know, so I, I, contacted her and spoke to her at length and then well, we obtained the investigative report which had to be translated from french into english so we hired a translator to do that and then i on the military site it says actually there's no documentation available but i thought well what what the heck i'll try contacted them and they said well there is a transcript of the court-martial so we got that as well and you know once once we had that information, you know, you talk about what we do now with these stories. We couldn't ignore the story. We, we, you know, you have to, there's facts out there. These, these things happened and a, a woman was seeking her help as well. So, you know, we were, we knew there was going to be, um, as you say, it's going to be a heavy week. It's going to be a hard, difficult decisions to be made, but um, you know, we decided to present it as fairly as we could. And we also decided to give it some context, um, quoting experts on the military and uh, the culture in the military, which has been found, well, even a report a few weeks ago, um, found that, you know, it's, it's just rife with sexual harassment and covering up of sexual harassment and assault and assault. So, you know, we had to get that context in because we wanted to try to uh, explain to Leonarders, you know, what had happened and also maybe you know, I don't want to sound presumptuous, but guide a little bit on what we should do next. So give all the facts there, put it in context and, and let, you know, let Lennon decide what to do. I couldn't help but wonder 
why now? Why this year or why in 2020 when she first started reaching out to people? And then things kind of shifted the Me Too movement. I don't know that this is a story that five or 10 years ago we would have been reading about in the London Free Press. I don't know. I don't think we would be necessarily. I know the Me Too movement has has changed everything. And I reached out to um, you know experts who talk, to talk about the Me Too movement and what's happened. And I don't know either. And the, the woman herself, you know, she says that she had been wrestling with us every year when it comes up with the annual ride and, um, you know, going to St. Joseph's Healthcare Foundation, some of the money from that ride. And so she's been upset for a long time, she says, but, you know, she started losing too many friends and too many family members. And that's why in 2020, she reached out. I'm not sure exactly what she told people then. Uh, I know she, she probably provided some of the details of the sexual assault. I think she did. Uh, of the alleged sexual assault investigation. And so when she reached out this time, things had changed. And when we reached out to both the CAV unit and the St. Joseph's Healthcare Foundation at first, um, we didn't get full responses either because we didn't have, to be, on, to be fair to them, we did not have the court martial transcript at that point. Once I had that transcript, once I had the agreed upon statement of facts, the, both those organizations um, quickly responded and quickly uh, distance themselves from the name, then it was left up to city council. But would they have reacted that way five years ago? I don't know. I mean, since the Me Too movement started, we've also become a safe city in London, right? We've created that as a strategy. So that's a policy. That's a pillar of our you know, long-term strategy. So yeah, things have changed. I don't know what would have happened. And I don't know if, without the Me Too movement, if she would have had the courage to come forward as, as well. It's definitely been a game changer. And in your article, you you write about her um, attempts at suicide on more than one occasion. Obviously, this has been a mental health struggle for her over the past, like almost 20 years. Um, it's also tricky, though, because Mark Wilson's parents have just been so available to the media over the last 16 years. They've really gone above and beyond. He has family here. There is roots here. And one of the quotes that really hit me was, well, he's not around to defend himself at this point. Um, have you spoken to his parents and have you spoken to this woman since things have changed so rapidly over the course of the last week? No, I haven't spoken to his parents. His parents hired uh, lawyer Phil Philip Millar. Uh, Miller Law to to represent them. The uh, the motorcycle unit people got a hold of them early on and said this is happening. So I knew they had knew about it a few weeks ago. Um, I've talked to her, the woman, many times. We talked probably emailed two or three times a day um, since we first started talking and talked her on the phone and Zoom a couple times. You know, and she's torn as well about the impact on the family um she doesn't obviously doesn't like that aspect of it the arguments against he doesn't have his a chance to say things that is true obviously he's not here today to tell his side of the story the counter argument to that that she talks about is that he did have his chance because he was in a court of law and he could have said no i don't accept this um you know that who knows what happens in a court of law or why he did that it would have been Austin, awesome. fantastic. If Mark Wilson was still here today to talk about it, um, he couldn't. But to me, I kept relying on, and the woman kept relying on the, on the facts that were read into court. And when everything else becomes he said, she says, which the Me Too movement has exposed as uh, 
as you know, not the correct way to follow these cases. But in this case, there was a court decision and all the lawyer for Mark Wilson and the lawyer, the prosecutor for the military and the military judge accepted the, these facts. And so she's relied on that. And I did too, to say, you know, this is, I know there's, he can't be here to argue his case, but there was a chance way back then. And he accepted the guilty plea. Where do we go from here as a city? I've read the stories over the course of the past week and We've said it several times. It's been heavy. It's been a heavy week. This feels like a, a benchmark pivotal moment for the city um, with regards to stuff like this. And city city council last night, as they were discussing whether the name change or not, um, somebody had said, you know, by naming roads or parks or whatever it is after heroes for all intents and purposes, we're kind of setting them up almost for failure. So what do you think happens now? Where do we go? I know they've been talking about, about changing names. And I talked to Jonathan Vance, the uh, historian at Western University about this. And he correctly said, you know, scratch the surf of, earth, surface of any human being and you're going to find faults and flaws. And I thought that was an interesting point. I think it was Councillor Marine Cassidy raised in that meeting that, you know, do we not only do we not want to be finding out later that somebody wasn't who we thought, but we are putting individuals up to scrutiny that, they may or may not deserve and so everybody's going to be found to be at fault we are all at fault we're all at fault and i know they're taking they're doing this policy review for naming i mean it's taking a long time it's not going to be out till 20 there's gonna be public consultation this summer and then it's gonna be out in 2023 but you know in the meantime you know there are things that hurt people and you know council took quick action on this one uh the woman by the way um, is really grateful to Londoners, to the Hospital Foundation, to the Motorcycle Unit, and to City Council for, for doing this. And, uh, you know, she has, um, she has reconnected with counseling. You know, she has, is, is, is looking into some other kinds of, of PTSD therapy. Um, you know, she's, she's, this has been, been a game changer for her too, frankly. She sees this as you know that it's out there now and she can start to move on yeah kind of a turning over of a new leaf so to speak um randy i want to thank you so much for your time and your reporting i know uh, we had talked before we hit record on this how challenging stories like this can be um and they're so important and um i, I really just appreciate your hard work on getting this out and getting it out as fairly as possible so thanks for your time today you're welcome. Thank you. If you're listening to this right now and you've not read Randy's article, you can, of course, do so over at lfpress.com. Tons of news happening otherwise in the city. Uh, the Green Bin program on hold yet again. You can read about that in the pages of the London Free Press and over at lfpress.com. We'll be back again next Thursday with another edition of the London Free Press podcast. Until then, stay well. Stay well.